We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today, once again, unfortunately, Elliot will be unable to join us. But today's topic is NBA playoffs and just talking about how the NBA playoffs have been over the past month. We haven't really talked about it in a month. But, Andrew, I think I'm ready to get right into it. And today's first topic, we'll be talking about the Nuggets coming back from a 3-1 lead and the Clippers choking that lead. Yeah, Henry, and congratulations to the Denver Nuggets becoming the first team in the NBA's history to come back from 3-1 to one twice in the same playoffs. So congratulations to them. They're a good team. Denver Nuggets are a great team, but the, Clip, the Clippers totally blew that series. I mean, the Jazz, I mean, I'm pretty sure we might have talked about it in the last podcast about them kind of blowing it, but... In this podcast, we're going to be talking about how the Clippers blew it. And that it's just awful. And now the Clippers, I think, are going to start moving pieces. And some pieces are going to move away themselves. I mean, I, I saw something funny saying how after the game, Paul George was trying to give a speech about saying how everyone should return and they can make a title run next year. And then people met met that little speech with a couple eye rolls and just shakes and shake their heads in disgust. I mean, Paul George did not show up in that series at all. And for him to be the one guy who's supposed to be the leader, who's supposed to be the guy who's closing games, hitting clutch shots, for him to be the one person who's in the locker room saying, let's run it back for another title run next year. I think people were just annoyed at the time. And just to think that they blew a 3-1 lead, it's just it's just incredible. I mean, you rarely see teams blow a 3-1 lead, especially the teams that you think have the chance to win it all. So I think it's kind of ridiculous, the fact that Kawhi Leonard, who's supposed to be one of the best clutch players in the NBA and as well as Paul George, who's also supposed to be a very clutch player did not show up in that series after game four and blew three straight games. I mean, that's just unbelievable. And I would like to say it's more of the nuggets winning than the Clippers choking, but I can't even say that. I think it's a combination of both. Obviously the nuggets played very well, but all it took 
were the Clippers just to be able to close out one game in that second half to move on to the Western Conference Finals, but they couldn't even do that. I mean, I think two out of the three uh, games between game five and game seven, they were up at halftime and they ended up losing the game. So I think, once again, I would love to say the Nuggets just straight up won that series, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a combination between the Nuggets winning the series and the Clippers choking the series and losing Henry. You know, Andrew, I kind of could see some foreshadowing of a Clippers choke this year as this team never really clicked into their true potential as you – know that they have one of the most talented rosters in all of the NBA, but you could kind of see that it never really was fully put together. And especially with that long break, they were never really able to put it all together. And I think this Clippers team does have a chance to, you know, like uh, Paul George said, run it back next year and compete for a championship. But this was obviously a very disappointing and abrupt ending to a team that had huge title aspirations and, me and Andrew both had them a couple weeks ago as the team to beat in the uh, Western Conference. But moving on now to the team that ended up winning the Western Conference, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers, who were able to close out the series last night against the Nuggets and advance to the NBA Finals. And Andrew, I want to hear your thoughts on this Lakers team and how well you think they, or how good of a chance you think they have at winning the Finals. Yeah, Henry, this Lakers team. I can confidently say this. Even though last podcast I said the Clippers were the team to beat, this Lakers team, no question, is the team to beat. I mean, you look at all of these other teams that the Nuggets uh, played, the Clippers couldn't even close them out. The Jazz, who are a solid team, couldn't even close them out. And the Lakers close out this Nuggets team with Jamal Murray playing at a superstar level, Nikola Jokic playing at a superstar level, Jeremy Grant stepping up, Gary Harris playing as one of the best defenders, and closing them out in five games. I mean, this Lakers team is super talented. You have LeBron James, who I think is the best player in the world at this moment. And you have Anthony Davis, who isn't far behind and is playing as a key like uh, player a sidekick, a key sidekick, a player that can play next to LeBron James and still put up the insane numbers he is and being the great defender as he's playing like right now. And then you have all these key contributors for the Lakers, like uh, Danny Green, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard. They're all coming together and they're all playing better than they have it so far this playoffs. And having all those pieces, I think the Lakers have the deepest bench left in the playoffs. So having arguably the best player in the world right now and having arguably the best sidekick, or no, I I can't even say arguably, Anthony Davis is the best sidekick in the NBA playoffs right now. And then having the deep bench that they have and all the people contributing like Danny Green and Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Rajon Rondo and et cetera, you, you have to be the team to be, and I say by far they have the best odds of winning this championship, Henry. Andrew, my opinion, I don't even think you need to really talk about that bench to show why the Lakers are the team to beat right now. I don't think that bench is as good as you think. I don't know if it's the deepest bench. I mean, the Heat have a very, very deep bench, but we'll get into that later. But when you have the two best players left in the NBA and in the playoffs right now, I think it's pretty obvious that you're the team to beat. 
And they, they have LeBron James, who arguably is the greatest player of all time. I know me and Andrew don't think that, but a lot of people do. And when you have the greatest player of all time on your team and obviously top, a top five probably player in the NBA right now, and Anthony Davis, I think it's going to be very hard to beat this Lakers team. But, Andrew, moving on to our third topic today, which is the Bucks. The Bucks are just amazing me how, how phenomenally bad they are at winning games in the playoffs. And I, I don't know what, what's wrong with Giannis when it comes to the playoffs, but he just seems to not perform. Right, Henry. You saw last year. I mean, Giannis got locked up by Kawhi Leonard. And now you see this year, Giannis got locked up by the Orlando Magic. I mean, you just see a tremendous de- decline in his performance from the regular season to the playoffs. You have to think, what is it? And I have to say, Chris Middleton did not show up at all in that first round. And I can say he played better in the second round, especially when Giannis wasn't playing. But, man, Chris Middleton had to play at that all-star level like he was playing during the regular season, and he just didn't show up. And I think that's one one of the reasons why they lost. Obviously, Giannis needed to play at his uh, MVP form in the playoffs, which I don't think he did. But Chris Middleton had a tremendous decline in his play from the regular season to the playoffs, even worse than Giannis's, I, I can say. And you think that Bucks team, I mean, they're, they're are, they are a very deep team, and I just don't think their role players showed up to play, neither did their stars. I just think it was a whole bunch of just not great performances out there for the Bucks, and I think they could have played their first and second round series much better. And I think I would, I would want to say it can fall back right on the players because of their play, but you have to put some of it on the coaching because I don't think they put the right guys out there at the right time. And not only that, I just don't think they got their players in the right state of mind to go out there and actually win a couple playoff games. I just don't think they had their team mentally prepared and those players didn't show out to play Henry. Andrew. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, this, this Bucks team obviously was not very impressive and I, I just don't know what happens to them in the playoffs and how they can't win games. I mean, the best player in the world, arguably in Giannis Antetokounmpo just sucks when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, he got locked up by the magic and then Jimmy Butler and, against the Heat and when you think about it most people had the Bucks sweeping the Heat possibly in the series and then they probably should have gotten sweeped in by the Heat in this series and I just don't know what happens to Giannis when it comes to the playoffs but it just it'll be interesting to see what happens next year as his contract is expiring at the end of this year but Andrew let's move on to one of our final topics today which is the Heat are up three to two in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that final game is tonight as we're recording this, which is Sunday. This podcast will obviously go up after this, so you guys will already know the result of that. But Andrew, what do you think of this Heat team? And do you think they'll be able to close out the series tonight or even in game seven? Yeah, Henry, but one thing before I get to that, I want to ask you is do you think with Giannis's contract expiring, do you think he does return to the Bucks? You know, Andrew, I think 
it depends on how they play it next year. And if they're able to win the finals, I think Giannis will come back and sign that Supermax extension. But if they don't, I think it'll be interesting to see if a team like the Heat goes after him or the Warriors or some of these other teams that need a another star that can take him over the hump, obviously. But I think it just depends on how he plays next year. Yeah, and Henry, you see like Allen Iverson say, oh, yeah, I think Giannis should go to Golden State, which is kind of crazy to me to think that Golden State could, after being one of the worst teams, I think the worst team in the NBA, to becoming, yet again, a clear title uh, contender. That that would be kind of crazy. I mean, next year, even without Giannis, the Golden State Warriors are still going to be a title contender from the worst team in the NBA, which is kind of crazy to me. But moving back on to Giannis, I mean – that, that guy has a huge decision on his hands. But I think he does return to the box because that that's his home, I think, man. That's the organization that raised him, basically. And that's the organization that believed in him, that are willing to give him a super max. I mean, there's no way, I think. Well, there is a way, but in my mind, I don't see him leaving. I mean... That's his place where he's developed a role where he can be the star player without a question. That he can be the guy that puts up 30 points a night without a question in Milwaukee. That system, I think we can both agree, he thrives in. So why shake that up if you're Giannis? Why shake up somewhere that you already have that you're succeeding in? It just wouldn't make sense for me for him to move on unless he was really thirsty for a title. But I, I like guys who try to work for that title and stay in their uh, organization that drafted them, that believed in them. Like you look at Damian Lillard. That guy's a prime example of what I'm trying to describe. Damian Lillard gets a lot more respect for trying to earn that title in Portland trying to work for it instead of just going off to Golden State or going off to the Lakers or going off to whatever, the box, whatever it is, to try to get that title. He doesn't, I mean, I respect the players that don't want it handed to them. They want to earn it. They want to grab it themselves. Those are the players I respect. And I think Giannis will end up being one of those players because I think it will hit him. I think he has that type of mentality and I think he will stay with the box. So, Henry, but I, I want to start moving back to what you said about the Heat. And obviously, as you mentioned, this is being recorded before game six. Right now, the Heat are up three to two. And I think the Heat pull away with this one in game six. And I think the Heat, as you mentioned, the Heat have a very deep bench as well. And I think with Jimmy Butler, he shows up. Like, that guy is clutch undeniably clutch that guy shows up in the right moments and you have Tyler Hero who's playing better than any NBA rookie as of right now and then just all the pieces coming together with the Heats they're playing phenomenal and if you were to tell me that the Heat would have the chance to make the finals let alone win the finals at the beginning of the season I would not believe you but the Heat they have all these pieces playing at top level like, you look at Goran Dragic. I just want to talk about Goran Dragic. That guy, I think, is 33 and is putting up over 20 points per game in the Western Conference Finals. Or Eastern Conference Finals, excuse me. 
but that's just insane. I mean, he should get a lot more respect among the point guards in the NBA than he's getting. I mean, I, I didn't hear a single person talking about him before the playoffs as a factor. Now, I want to hear his name within the top, I think, 10 to 5 point guards in the NBA because that's how he's playing right now. Averaging about 20, over 20 points per game in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, he, along with Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, and I can say Duncan Robinson is a really good contributor with his three-point shooting and defense, but I think the main contributors are Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and Goran Dragic. They all need more respect on their names, and I think that he pulled away with this one in Game 6, Henry. Yeah, Andrew, I don't know if the Heat will pull away with this one in this game. I think they'll end up winning the series. I think it'll be in seven. I think the Celtics are still a very competitive team and have arguably one of the best young cores in the, in the entire NBA. And I think they're going to be too too feisty to win to to not win tonight's game. And they're going to be, be very determined to at least push this to seven. I don't think the, the Celtics, as I mentioned before, will win in game seven. I think the Heat will advance to the finals. But, I mean, it's just incredible how – how much defensive presence that you can get from Jimmy Butler and him not go score 30 points a game. And people still think he's, people are still noticing how good of a player he is now. And I mean, this is what all of the NBA fans are wishing for a team like this that has one superstar and that is built around one player and has just a bunch of role players. So the NBA is more competitive. And I think we can both agree that this, this year has been much more fun to watch than in years past where the Warriors have just had a super team and dominated everything. But with that, Andrew, I think, I think we should move on to our final topic today, which is giving our NBA finals predictions. And Andrew, I'll let you go first for that. Yeah. So Henry, obviously I uh, stated how I think the heat will pull away with this one in game six and the Lakers obviously already won the Western conference finals. So my finals prediction is Lakers versus the Miami Heat. And I have the Lakers winning this one in six. And I have the Lakers winning this one in six because, well, I think Miami is a good team and I believe they will get two games. But overall, I think the Lakers are the better team by far. Like, I, I think the Heat are like a really good team, but the Lakers are a much better team, I believe, in terms of star power. In terms of star power, yeah. And you look at Jimmy Butler, he's going to have to check LeBron James. And I think he will do that successfully. And I think Jimmy Butler is one of the best defenders in the NBA. But who's going to contain Anthony Davis? Probably not Kelly Olynyk. I mean, you have Bam at a bio, but I mean, I, he's a good defender, but I think Anthony Davis is a way better player than Bam at a bio. And when I was talking about the Heat, I failed to mention Bam Adebayo, and I think I should have because that guy is, once again, another key contributor to this Miami Heat uh, performance. But when it comes to guarding the top talent, I mean, you look at the Celtics, Bam Adebayo isn't having to guard any, like, big interior forces that will just bully anyone in the paint. And now that's – see, that's why I didn't mention Bam Adebayo. He's playing great defense – against Ennis Cantor and Vince and Vincent, I think Poirier or something like that. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not going to try, but 
now try playing great defense against Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. It's not going to happen. I, I don't see it happening. And I see Anthony Davis bullying Bam Adebayo in the paint. And I see Anthony Davis end up winning finals MVP over LeBron James. I think LeBron James has an incredible series, but I don't think he's going to be able to have there be the offensive threat he was against the Nuggets against the Heat just because of Jimmy Butler. As I mentioned, I believe he is one of the best defenders in the NBA. But I think the star power of the Lakers is too overwhelming for the Heat. And I think Anthony Davis really shows up in the NBA Finals. And I think he bullies Bam Adebayo in the paint. And, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about this NBA Finals. Once again, I think LeBron James has a great series, but I don't think he gets MVP because he has one of the better defenders in the NBA playing against him. And Anthony Davis, I think, will be too overpowering because, once again, you look at Bam Adebayo, he hasn't really had to guard any pure bigs in the playoffs so far. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well in the playoffs, but defensively, he hasn't really been challenged at the, in the paint. He, he hasn't. So now you have our, probably the best big man in the NBA going up against him. It will be a real test. And I don't think Bam Adebayo is strong enough or prepared enough to go up against Anthony Davis in the, in the NBA Finals. I think Anthony Davis is going to turn up to another level and just destroy Bam Adebayo on this Miami Heat team. And that's why I think Anthony Davis will be Finals MVP and I have Lakers in six. Andrew, I agree with you. I think, though, this series will go to seven games, and I think the Heat are going to surprise the Lakers again with some of the new formations and plays they're going to run it. And they've done it all playoffs, and I think they're going to continue to do it, surprise the Lakers with some new concepts and other things that they haven't run before. I think Tyler Hero will have a big series because it's, I mean, other than Anthony Davis and LeBron, it's, that they're not very good defensively, and I think Tyler Hero is definitely made for the spotlight, and I think he'll be one of the main reasons that they're able to bring it to seven games, but that leads me to who I think will win, and I think the Lakers will win in game seven. I think this is going to be a very tight series throughout. All Most of the games will be very close, including this game seven. But I think I have to give that the finals MVP to LeBron here, whether – Anthony Davis plays better than him or not. I think LeBron has just played better throughout the entire playoffs. I don't know if this is a finals award, but I think it'd be tough for the NBA to not give it to LeBron after all that's happened with him this year. And although LeBron may not have the numbers, I think he, he'll be the reason towards the end of game seven that makes a determining play that will end up helping the Lakers win the NBA finals. And Andrew, I want to hear you. If you have any other thoughts, if not, I think this would be a good time to wrap up today's podcast. Yeah, and I'm, I, I mentioned how I think Bam Adebayo hasn't been amazing in the NBA playoffs, and I want to say this. I'm not denying that Bam Adebayo is a great player in the NBA, and I'm not denying that he's been playing all season, and I think he's been playing through the playoffs at an all-star level, and it's been a true key contributor to this Miami Heat team. And that's why I think I should have mentioned him in that list of players I gave 
about the key contributors to the Miami Heat, but I just think when it comes to the NBA Finals, he's not going to be that relevant for this Miami Heat lineup. He's not going to be the guy who's uh, getting the ball and just dominating in the paint against Anthony Davis, who's one, who is the best big man in the NBA, I can say, and is one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's not going to be coming down with Anthony Davis on him and be locking up Anthony Davis on every play. It's just not going to happen. So that's all I have to say about Bam Adebayo. And believe me, I am not saying he's a bad player. I think he is an all-star caliber player. But just I don't think he can show up like he has been against Anthony Davis and the star power of this Lakers team. And Andrew, with that, I think that'd be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Day Sports Podcast.